Welcome to the Two Catholic Guys Podcast. And now to prove that literally anyone can start a podcast, here are your hosts, Ed Pluchar and Adam Fisher. Thank you very much, Neil Lyons, and welcome everyone to episode 17 of the Two Catholic Guys Podcast. On today's episode, we continue our series on the sacraments by discussing the anointing of the sick, and Ed confesses that he was behind the Oscar snafu. All of this and more starts right now. True. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Adam, he's Ed, and we are the Two Catholic Guys. Neil, I reject that. No, he's right. (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) What, like a couple of dudes could just get together in a basement with a couple of microphones and... Yeah, Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, Ed, uh, what are we talking about today? Tonight, today, if you will, we're talking about extreme unction. Wow, not just any kind of unction, Mm -mm. extreme unction. Extreme unction. Extreme unction. I I can't roll into the... Unction, unction, what's your function? <laughs> Talking about people that are sick and dying. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, no, I think yeah. people would enjoy It's just that. like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't that what that whole series was? Wasn't it just about, about the sacraments? sacraments? They yeah. were our predecessors. Yeah. We're trying to follow. I think that's what the whole remake. That whole thing. Yeah. It wasn't about grammar. It was actually about the sacraments. Yeah, absolutely. That, at least the ones I saw. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, so, so Ed, <laughs> uh, uh, High level, what is anointing of the sick? Well, what does that mean? It is a sacrament. It's a sacrament of healing. And it is for people who are physically ill and, uh, and or in danger of death. So it's a sacrament that is meant, first of all, um, not primarily, but first of all, to um, offer healing, physical healing to mm-hmm. the person. Mm-hmm. Um, although that's not the only goal, and sometimes it can be said that's not even the main goal, but it's also to bring about spiritual strength and kind of like the last... Um, you know, bestowal of grace on a person. So have you ever been around an, an anointing? You know, I or, know. Or have you been around extreme unction? <laughs> I've been I wanting to do that unsure. for a while. <laughs> you know, I, I think I was there when my grandfather was anointed near the end of his life. That's all I've got, though, and I obviously can't clearly remember that, so... Uh, I can't say I can't say that I have. How about you? I have. Uh, so I so my mother received it before she passed away. Oh, yeah. So my mother passed away when I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Not going to tell the audience how old I am now, but let's just say it was a while ago. It was a while ago. No, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time. Ago. Uh, so yeah, so I was there. It's it's a very powerful sacrament. Yeah. Uh, to witness, and because it. There's a reason it is called extreme unction. So unction obviously means to anoint, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and there's a reason it's called extreme because it is used in in extreme measures. Now, to your point, it's not just hey, you're about to die tomorrow, right? Go get anointed, but it is meant for people who are in that serious of a situation, right? And and all told, you know, it's it's a it's a powerful sacrament to to witness and. I, I feel like it it has had you know some cultural mainstay like it's it there it, it's in within the zeitgeist I would argue absolutely like a lot of, a lot of movies a lot of TV shows you know there's there is this concept of call a priest somebody's really sick or somebody's about to die and and so I think it's somewhere in our consciousness and and there's something that is pretty innately human that says when you're near death. There should be some sort of religious 
sure. intervention, right? It's other spiritual than just medically, prayer, yeah. right? I mean, other than just prayer, other than just, oh, well, I'm going to pray for this sick person. I think there's something very innately human to say, no, there, there needs to be a ritual around this. There needs to be a religious ceremony around this. Sure. And, and it certainly fills that void. Um, While they still have the breath of life. I mean, because throughout history, people have had ceremonial rituals for, um, you know, after death. Right. But yeah, there there's something to while you're still here, let's do something for you. Yeah, and what's interesting is if you know if you look into scripture, you kind of look into the background a little bit of the sacrament. You'll see that, especially if you read the Psalms, right? So the the Psalms are filled with talking about sickness, and so are a lot of the Old Testament stories, right? About mm. about those who are sick, those who are dying. But it is really strongly presented in the Psalms, and and throughout the Psalms. We're, we're presented with this concept of of God as healer and 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 the the mystery of sickness and sin so those two the the baseline for that concept of there being a connection between sickness and sin yeah. and one begetting the other and sometimes you know in different orders <laughs> yeah. but that that is always has been you know a part of scripture and so you you see a lot of the psalmists and a lot of the, the the men writing the psalms really imploring God for healing, imploring God to to cast sickness out. Yeah, and and so it's that's really rooted in Old Testament that that concept and the spiritual aspect of sickness. And then we start to get you know deeper into the sacrament and hey, where did the sacrament come from? When was it instituted? So you you see it uh, certainly in the New Testament. In, in Mark chapter 6. So, you know, Jesus summons the 12 and he starts to talk about sending them, you know, he sends them out two by two and he talks about what they should be doing and and how they should, you know, do ministry. And he talks about, you know, take nothing for the journey, mm-hmm. talks about, you know, wear sandals but not a second tunic, whenever you enter a house, you know, he talks about that. But then at the end of that passage, he... Uh, uh, they 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 talk about how the the apostles drove out many demons and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. Mm-hmm. So we see this prefiguring of the sacrament. However, since the sacrament is so tied in with forgiveness of sins, right? This is only a foreshadowing. You know, a lot of biblical scholars, a lot of theologians will say, no, this couldn't have been the absolute establishment because there wasn't you know, quite penance, you know, penance sure. wasn't really established at that point. But then, of course, when you start getting into James, that's when anointing of the sick really starts to to take its form and, and its biblical, you know, heritage takes its form. So mm-hmm. if you look at uh, James chapter 5, and so verses 14 and 15, James says, Is anyone among you sick? He should summon the presbyters of the church, the presbyters, priests, mm-hmm. basically, and they should pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. So, so this is there it is the right. huge scriptural basis of of anointing with the sick. And then, when you see the development of the sacrament throughout church history, you'll find that the church fathers—I wouldn't say they're totally silent, but it's not as prolific as many of the other sacraments. And there's a lot of theories as to why the 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 one theory that holds the most water is because it was so tied into penance, because it was so tied into reconciliation, it 
it was, of course, there's anointing with with this concept. And of course, back then, as we talked about in our reconciliation episode, you did it once, right? right so right. so there there isn't as much uh, ink spilled, as it were, on this in the early church fathers. But then around 700, 800, you start to see a lot of writing about the the the, the sacrament. You start seeing it mentioned a lot more. And there's really good evidence from there on. And then it's the Council of Trent, as it did in so many other ways, mm-hmm. is when it really establishes the sacrament as a sacrament, right? And yeah. so it, it calls upon it calls upon James, it calls upon Mark, and it it firmly and root uh, firmly establishes that this is a sacrament from Christ. It is a, a, a first class citizen as a sacrament, right? Right, and. As a result, again, as Trent has done for so many other teachings, it it, it really became uh, very rooted in church history that that this is crystallized, indeed, yeah, 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 that this is this indeed is a sacrament. And it, what's what's fascinating to the sacrament about me is, you know, again, as I was reading on this, there there was really a, a mournful feeling, and not necessarily based on my own experience, mm-hmm. right, which would would be mournful in and of itself but mm-hmm. there's this real feeling of yeah i mean this is a really serious sacrament you know there's there's a real gravity to the sacrament but it's also fascinating to me that the church gives us these sacraments that bookend our lives yeah so we we have we have baptism and we have anointing of the sick and then and and the, and those sacraments they 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 literally bookend our lives, bring and, you in and usher you out, yeah. and and that's so powerful, right? Mm. It's it's so powerful to think that in the most important parts of your life, there are sacraments to bring to impart grace upon you and and to infuse you with grace. So Ed, you touched on it a little bit though. People are probably now thinking, "Oh, this sounds like a great sacrament. Should I get it?" That's what our yeah. listeners. No, sound everyone like. should, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but but truly we've, though, we've who, done group focus studies on this. Who 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 should get uh, the the sacrament of the anointing of sick? This should be um, for those who are in danger of illness or because of illness and old age. So basically, like you said, it's not you're going to die tomorrow. That's the only time you get it. But basically, if if your life is in danger um, yeah. or imminently in danger, um, with the addition of having reached the age of reason. Yes. something I wasn't aware of, but is interesting. Um, who it cannot be applied to. So you say you fit those two criteria there. If you remain obstinately in grave sin, it's not to be administered to that sort of a person. So mm-hmm. um, there has to, it, like like all sacraments, I would say, but especially this one, there has to be an openness to receiving it. You're, you know, your, your very life is opening up to the afterlife. You have to be open to the grace which ushers you into paradise instead of you know not mm-hmm. um you're talking about the graces that flow from it too and this kind of gets into the effects of it one of the, one of the um you know the, the context for this is that christ himself you find this i think it was in isaiah um bore our infirmities for us mm-hmm. so there's a lot of you know catholicism puts a lot of value on suffering and the redemptive value of suffering and here, obviously, the person is somebody who almost certainly is suffering, unless, you know, unless they're heavily um, anesthetized or something. And there's something about 
sacrament being a point of contact or a conduit for you mm. for grace from mm-hmm. Christ himself suffering in much the same way. Mm-hmm. Worse doesn't matter, but it's it's the the channel of what is to be redeemed in this moment. Mm-hmm. Of course he found it. He hit the, you know, the the pay dirt for that and spreads that, distributes that to to all those who receive the sacrament of of extreme what is it again? Extreme unction. Um, so I, I found that very encouraging. I mean, I think it really hits the point you were talking about that it's interesting that we've got a sacrament that ushers somebody out. It's it's very interesting. Well, what's fascinating too, when you read deeper about the sacrament, they talk about how the person will be healed if it is to help in mm. their salvation, right? And so there's, because it it really crystallizes the fact that we are pilgrims and that this is a we are on this earth for a short time and and of course god doesn't want us to always suffer all the time everywhere right but but basically the effects of the sacrament are as such that god will work within it for the sake of your salvation He's not going to go heal you because you got the anointing. Right. He's not going to take away the suffering. He's not a genie, right? He'll give you the grace to handle the suffering. Mm-hmm. He'll give you the grace, and and if your salvation requires it, he will bring you back from the brink, mm-hmm. right? But he will not do anything just to do it, right? right. He's not. This isn't. This isn't just to be a miracle worker. Right. This is for the sake of your soul. It's the sake of your salvation. That was really a powerful and humbling reminder of sure. and being in the Lenten season. And we talked about this in our Ash Wednesday episode. You are dust and to dust you shall return. You're it's in the shadow true. of death, we, right? We, we, we are constantly in the shadow of death. And we're young, youngish yeah. men, even though you're making fun of my age earlier. You're kind of old. I got it. Yeah. We're youngish <laughs> men and... We're always in the shadow of death. Right. Like that is the reality of, of who we are. And and the sacrament puts it fairly bluntly. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, you're not just doing this just to hope, you know, this isn't necessarily exactly what a doctor would do to try to, you know, palliative care. It's basically, it's a great point. we're going to give you the grace you need. Right now. Right now for the sake of your salvation. If that means you're healed, you're healed. If it doesn't, it might not mean that. Yeah. And and it's a way for you to be prepared to pass over, right? And and should that be what the Lord requires of you for the sake of your salvation? And even Jesus' own works of healing were never just to heal somebody. It was never just so one person felt better, although it did do that, right? But it was always to demonstrate His power. It was always to demonstrate the love and care and affection of God, right? And it was always ultimately for the salvation of those who would witness or ultimately, you know, eventually hear about it. Um, so I think it's likewise here. He's not, he's not here just to do marvels. He's here to pass on grace. Right. And, and James back to the, 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 the effects and, and the scriptural basis. So James goes on to say, anoint him uh, with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick person and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. So the reason why this is only done by a presbyter or a priest Mm -hmm. or a bishop is because there is a remission of sins. There is a forgiveness of sins inherent in the sacrament and that power of those keys, as we talked about in last episode, is only given to those who have holy orders. So that is obviously another effect as well. It's, It's not just 
just the grace, but there is an remi- a remission of sins yeah. as well attached to the sacrament. Should we get into the other reason why it's extreme? Yeah, function? please. And so the the full right. Uh, this is I'm taking this from the Catholic Encyclopedia, which mm-hmm. never fails. No, and it's a little old timey. It is, but, but that's great. okay. It's, it's a great. Re- it's yeah. really truly a great reason. It is. I, you once gave me a Catholic Encyclopedia CD. Way back in I the day. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Those are good times. Delicious. Yeah. So. Delicious? It's nutrition. I, I apparently use it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and this too, I, I think I'd ha- heard echoes of this. I, I think I was vaguely aware of this, but now I'm clearly aware of it. Um, so the oil, of course, is the, the oil blessed by the bishop. It's one of the three mm-hmm. we talked about. Yep. And... What the presbyter does, the the person administering the the sacrament, is takes the oil and and touches it to each of the organs for the five senses of the body: mm-hmm. ears, eyes, nostrils, lips, and hands, uh, and of the feet. And for men, the loins. The loins. The loins. That, that's extreme. Now, now, having said that, oftentimes the short. Are you going to backpedal this? Don't. No, no, no. This. I'm not backpedaling. But I doubt anyone in an English-speaking country has gotten their loins anointed. Yet. But if you had, please write in <laughs> to uh, facebook.com slash two Catholic guys. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oftentimes the shorter version of, of the anointing Correct. Is, is given, which doesn't do all five senses, doesn't do the loins. You can just do one sense or you can just do usually what or, ails, or right? Or the, 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 the head or you know whatever the case may be. So just to be clear, it's... it's do me know, one favor, though. Yeah. If I die before you, <laughs> yeah, I will make Don't sure. you do it. No, no. Just make sure the priest. I will yeah. make sure your loins <laughs> are anointed. I need to go into paradise with that. You know, yeah. I, I need that. Yeah. That grace. Yeah. I can see you being received. <laughs> oh, Ed. I am glad your loins are anointed. You are <laughs> Please welcome. Welcome to your, your eternal rest. <laughs> Oh, uh, that practice is forbidden in the case of women. Yeah, of it's course. Worth noting. I, and that's the funny thing about talking about how it's old timey. They're like, and of course. You would not do this. And of course, you wouldn't do this with women. It's just, I'm like, yeah, this was written in a different era. This is, this is funny. It's interesting. So, you know. that's newadvent.org for those yes. of you who might go to catholicencyclopedia.com. Not the right URL. Correct. You could search for that and it'll it, take you there. I don't know what catholicencyclopedia.com is. I doubt it's as extreme as like what it might be dicks.com used to be for <laughs> Dick's Sporting Goods, which they now own it, I think. So yeah. I'm not letting leading anyone <laughs> astray. Don't follow every URL we give <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> yeah. They can't they haven't all been checked beforehand. <laughs> and we can barely get the opening extreme. right, let alone <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, let alone this. So but yeah, dicks.com is now finally going to exporting a gut dot com. But uh let's we see, search Catholic that so you don't have to encyclopedia dot com. Uh, I don't think it redirects to New Advent, but yeah, New Advent, uh, Catholic Encyclopedia, great resource. Again, it has a little oldie English sort of feel to it. It was certainly written, written, uh, that's funny. No, something else. <laughs> yeah. All right. But it, great resource regardless. Indeed. And Ed Indeed. will give you a free CD. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that aren't edible. You, yeah. You can have yeah, them. You're going to get the, you're going to get the ones that didn't taste as good. <laughs> well, what are we talking about next time? 
What are we talking about next time? We are talking about holy orders next time. Wow. Yeah. What we both kind of thought about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you really know, thought about. There's it. still an opportunity. There's, True. There, there's still the diaconate. Should it? Is that a? Should it arise? Is that in, in the background for you somewhere? It's a, I don't know. It's, don't know. It's always in the back of the mind. Yeah. I yeah. don't know about you. How about you? I, I've had a pe- few people ask you actually. Yeah. Demand it even. No, never <laughs> demand. <laughs> I'm not going to say that their passion about it was that. Maybe they were just asking me to make sure I wasn't going to do it. That's the difference between you and I. I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's right. The back of the mind somewhere. I, yeah. I, I've not seriously thought about it. Could not do it right now. No. But, uh, you know. Well, and and if you read, I've gone as far as read a little oh, more about it. See. And most of the places are like... Yeah, if you have young kids, See, probably not you're, the time. we're going to have to maybe even make an exception for you because yeah. that's not oh. such a – if you're going to be a permanent, not a transitional, obviously. We are out of the running for transitional. So so I've thought of, you know – I mean, not to prolong this episode too long. No. but I mean – The people like it. They do? They, uh, do. they respond to it? So our Protestant brothers may have something. Maybe we both become Protestant ministers. I know this Why? scheme has been thought of to come back. <laughs> <laughs> no, just become orthodox. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's you're right. I mean that that's is the that is path. the right path. That's yeah. true. That's true. Like why why dilly dally? Yeah, into that madness. In... <laughs> Plus, I don't think Moody will let me back in. They probably won't. I... <laughs> I'd have sure. to go undercover. I've written them a few letters, and I don't know if they're going to let me. Yeah, in <laughs> we would have to stop the podcast and the show and scrub the internet of it because I'm sure they would look it up, listen to some Dig of our episodes, be like. We see what's going on. We, they hatch their plan in broad daylight. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are not that clever. They really aren't. All right. So that's all the time we have for tonight. Remember to check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and twocatholicguys.com. So for our announcer, Neil Lyons, Brian Thomas, and my other Catholic guy, Ed Pluchar, I'm Adam Fisher. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you again next time on the Two Catholic Guys podcast. Good night, everybody.